Welcome to the Grow, Create, Sip podcast, where we chat about growing and creating your own herbal medicine from common herbs, as well as how to craft tasty herbal infusions. This podcast is available on all podcast players, along with the video version on YouTube. Every week, we will take some of your questions as our topic of the week and get you the answers that you are looking for. Feel free to leave questions below this video, or if you are listening to our podcast, send them to us at howdy at farmhousetees.com. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Sian. Today, we're going to talk about some kombucha topics, like how to know if your scoby is moldy, and some second fermentation things. Nice. Yeah, so, but first, we're going to give a few little farm updates. So, what have you been up to? Well, there's been a lot going on here on the farm. Um, we're busy upstairs in the production area, getting ready for fall, and we're also busy out here in the yard. So what do you do in, in the tea studio? Because you do all the production work up there. That's right. I do all of the production as far as getting products ready to ship and go for you guys out there. So right now, there's a big push to get fall stuff in. I like fall. <laughs> yeah, so it's still nice and warm and everything's growing like crazy, but uh, fall is right around the corner and everyone's getting ready for it. Yeah, pumpkin so, spice season is coming. Pumpkin spice season. Yesterday or the day before, we blended uh, a pumpkin tea. Ooh. And we also blended a pumpkin spice kombucha Oh, flavor. you weren't supposed to tell them about that yet. What? Yeah, well, now you all know. You're the first to know that's coming out the beginning of October or the end of September. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's okay. Good. Don't need to be in more <laughs> trouble than I usually am in. So uh -oh. anyway, so working on that stuff. And then we've, we've, we've got a lot of ingredients or parts and pieces coming in the mail right now mm -hmm. for our gift boxes. Yeah, y'all remember our monthly boxes we did. We started last fall. The first one, which should be out when this video comes out, is an apple cider box. Nice. So, yeah, it'll have different apple cider type goodies in it. That was a big popular one last yeah, year. Yeah, and we have some new fun things for that one this year. Nice. Cool. Uh, so we're seeing all that going on. And yeah. then just uh, just a big push to get like elderberry syrup mixes. Yep, it's and, elderberry season. Yep. And all of that stuff ready to go because the, the uh, demand for that goes up. Yeah, Quite back to here. school season means back to germs and cold and flu and all that stuff. So, yep. so lots of y'all out there looking for the elderberry syrup mix. Yep. Yep. So what have you been doing outside? Outside, you know, it's been pretty relaxed for the last couple of weeks, few weeks, because... That's because you cheated. <laughs> I, you know, I set up a drip system in my garden this year, and it's amazing how much more time I have now that I'm not babysitting the watering process right and the other thing that i really like about it is there's a lot less weeds right because they're not getting watered. yeah the <laughs> most of the ground isn't getting water so the weeds aren't sprouting up mm -hmm. so it makes a lot less work for me that's good news so for those of you who haven't seen our garden or know the farmer's responsibility is the outer edge of our garden boxes so that's his garden and then mine are the garden boxes yeah so I get all the hard work, she gets the easy work. Hey. <laughs> so another thing that I have going on right now that I really need to get on is the uh, chicken tractor because right. we just got a batch of meat birds for the first time. Yep, our first batch all yeah. on our own. Yep, 
well, we've been, mostly on our own. Yeah, we've been helping my brother with his meat birds for like the last year or so, and yeah. we've got pretty good at uh, the processing end of it. Yeah. But yeah, now we've decided we need. Freezer. Now we've decided we need to get into actually growing the birds ourselves as well. So that's uh, a big project that we're working yeah. on. Then we have, I think we're down to 29 BB chicks at the moment, but they're getting big and need somewhere to go. Yeah, yep, they're in the brooder right now, and I need to get them out into a chicken tractor out in the pasture. Yep, so they can get on grass and move around and stop throwing shavings in their water. That's right. <laughs> what about you? What do you have going on? Oh, so my part of the garden is the garden boxes, which they can see part of that here, and we have a garden tour coming up soon. Uh, for our YouTube channel mm -hmm. and most of my garden boxes are tomatoes so usually I'm out here at night pruning tomatoes <laughs> and yeah. they they kind of look like tomato trees yep they're yeah. pretty crazy I'm trying to snip tops out so they quit getting taller because they just fall over Yep, getting a little top heavy yeah but tomatoes are coming along we've picked a few and we have lots and lots of green ones our peppers aren't doing so great because it hasn't been that hot here and we had a late summer and we haven't really got our summer yet, I don't think. It's pretty cool. Yep. So a couple of peppers here and there. Uh, we have carrots and onions that will come in later that are just kind of hanging out being companion plants for the tomatoes. And I have some herbs that I've been harvesting. We have lemon verbena and pineapple sage and lavender and catmint. Um, so just kind of upkeeping most of my time in the garden is just sitting in it and relaxing oh, because fun. you put that fancy <laughs> water See? system in my grow boxes. So too. you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been helpful and relaxing. It, it does feel like cheating though. It doesn't really feel like we've been working hard yet. But you forgot to mention the green beans are coming on yep. soon. And so our work is going to begin along with the, all those tomatoes. I'll be slicing, dehydrating them because I refuse to can tomato sauce. And I picked two cucumbers yesterday. Ooh. Well, technically those are pickling cucumbers, so they were little. Yeah, they were small, yeah. but they're coming. Yeah. Yep. And I'm getting ready to plant fall gardening stuff for the greenhouse. So lots of kale and spinach and stuff like that. Yeah, we really need to have a nice... Uh, so get some greens going. Yeah, nice harvesting so. greens this fall. Other than the garden, we've started homeschooling back up a little bit. And I do all the marketing, all the computer stuff, which doesn't really change. So. That's what I've been up to. Nice. So. Okay. Yep. Well, before we get started on our main topic here, we got a couple of little housekeeping chores to mention. Yeah, exciting things. So first up is the Traditional Skills Summit coming up. Yeah, that's September 12th. September 12th. Yep. Coming up yep. fast. Yep. Probably Only... a lot faster for the people uh, hosting it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Josh Thomas of Homesteading Family is hosting this free event online September 12th and it's going to feature nine very popular homesteaders and it's going to take a deep dive into different homesteading topics. So Joel Salatin will be there teaching about reclaiming land for farming so like if you have land that's been sprayed really heavily and nothing will grow or maybe have clay or maybe have sand that kind of thing. So you know, finding affordable land that isn't much good and turning mm -hmm. it into something that's really good. Cool. Um, 
Anne of All Trades will be there, and Carolyn of Homesteading Family, and I'm trying to think of all of the people. There'll be nine different ones. So we're going to put a link down below. Melissa Norris. Melissa Norris, there. thank yeah. you, yes. Melissa Norris will be teaching about um, season extension growing, so growing in cold climates, because she's way up north there in Washington, so mm -hmm. she's got kind up of a cooler climate. Yep. Um, so we'll put a link down in the description on the YouTube video, and if you're listening on the podcast, just go to growcreatesip.com slash podcast. All right. And that should make it easy. If that's not working, just grow, create, And at the top of the menu, there'll be a podcast link. Mm -hmm. And look for episode number one. This is our first podcast episode. All right. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That's September 12th. Okay, next on the list is the Modern Homesteading Conference coming uh, up in 2023. Yeah, not coming up next year. <laughs> yeah. It'll be next year. It'll be next year. And next summer, but tickets are on sale right now. And the reason this is really exciting is because who's going to be there? We will be there. Yeah, we're going to be there. This is like one of, this is our big, our first big we have not, event. Yeah, and we haven't done any events for three or four years now. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember when we quit doing the farmer's market, but we haven't done one since. Yeah. So we might have to practice or something. <laughs> it should be exciting. We're going to have to figure out how to how to get all of our stuff up right, to we uh, have northern to, Idaho. Yeah, it's going to be in Idaho. So we have to figure out how to haul all of the stuff a long distance, which we have never done before. Mm -hmm. So usually our markets are close into town. Yeah. Um, so that's June 23rd, and tickets are on sale right now. And I don't know how many there will be, so you want to make sure and grab those. We're not going to be the only ones there. No, nope. so. we're going to be a lot of big names there. Yeah, Melissa Norris is hosting the conference along with one of her friends and acquaintances. And I forgot her name. You know how I am with names. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize already. Um, so... There will be Joel Salatin and then his son Daniel Salatin will be there and they don't usually come to the West Coast. So this is going to be a real treat for all of us over on this side of the country. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the same people that are in the summit will be there. So if you don't want to wait for June, you can get like a preview at the summit in September and then come see them in person in June. Yeah. So um, I will leave the ticket information, the link down below in the YouTube description and then um, it'll be in the podcast notes that's going to be on the website so growcreatesip.com backslash podcast right on episode number one cool hey well we've wrapped up our housekeeping stuff there yep. so let's dive into the main event here yeah so this week on the podcast we're taking your questions and we're going to give some answers to those um, this week we're kind of featuring kombucha stuff. We had a lot of kombucha questions. Yep, so. we get lots of kombucha questions. Yep. All right, the first question on the list is, do I add sugar to my kombucha in the second ferment? All right, so I'll start at the beginning for those of you who don't know what a second ferment is. When you're making kombucha, you make your base tea in the first ferment using a sweet tea in the SCOBY, and then you filter out the tea from the SCOBY, and you want to bottle it. And the reason we're doing this is because you want to capture the bubbles. Right. It's all about the bubbles. Everybody wants to see bubbles in their kombucha. Right. Well, we like fizz. It just doesn't taste the same when it's flat. It's like flat pop. Right. Or yeah. soda, depending on which side of the country you're on. Yep. Um, so the way that we get fizz is that the culture eats the sugar that we put in there, and it gives off a gas. And the gas okay. is what makes the bubbles. Yep. 
So it has to have the sweet stuff where it won't make the bubbles. Because that's its food. Right. It's got to eat the sugar right. to emit the gas. Right. So yeah. my answer to the question, do I put sugar in here, is it depends. I that's don't know. That's always the way it is. <laughs> always what I, I was say. waiting for the answer, and then you're going to lead us I on. I don't know. So the reason it depends is because fermentation is more like an art than a science. There's lots of science involved, but mm -hmm. it's more like an art. Okay. And so while you can bottle your kombucha with enough sugar in there, you might have a more tart kombucha or a really sour kombucha or a kombucha that's going towards vinegar. So is there a scientific way of knowing if I need to add sugar? Yes, if you want to be the scientist on this and not the artist, then you can use a pH strip and you can test okay. your kombucha and you want it at three and a half to four percent acidity Okay. when you bottle it. Mm -hmm. So I tend to bottle mine maybe a little sweeter than that just because I want to make sure I get the fizz and it's going to ferment longer in the bottle. Uh-huh. Okay. So if you don't so have... Do you, do you use a pH strip? No, I don't use a pH strip. Okay. <laughs> I, I would use a pH strip. I know you would. I know you would. I taste test. Okay. I use my tongue and it tells me if it's too sweet or not sweet enough. Mm -hmm. So in general, the recommendation is seven to 10 days for your main brew. And then when you bottle it, it's one to two days at room temperature. Okay. Yeah. So you need it to make it that extra one to two days. Mm -hmm. So if you think it's not going to be sweet enough to make bubbles, you can add sugar. Unless you're using a fruit flavoring. That's really sugary. So, so, um, so your flavoring may have some sugar in it. Right. If you have a flavoring, like if you're using one of our dry flavoring mixes, then that has a lot of fruit in it. And you have fructose, fruit sugar. Okay. And yep. that will work as a sugar, depending on the kind of fruit. Because like our apple pie kombucha flavoring is like heavier on cinnamon. the cinnamon. Mm -hmm. And there's apples in it. Yep. But our pear, or spiced pear, has a lot of pear in it, right. and so yeah, it'll so have a lot more fructose, fruit sugar. So you maybe it. wouldn't have to add sugar or add less sugar right. with the pear, our pear right. flavoring. Well, maybe with the apple, you're going to want your kombucha sweeter. So we have a little friend that joined us. So the next question on the list for kombucha was what? Um, so yeah, the next question is, how do I get the flavoring out of the bottle? When you do your right. second ferment, so, you put your flavorings in there. Right. How do you get that stuff out after you've uh, fermented right. it? So we mentioned our dry flavorings is like a spice yeah. mix, and we cut it small so that it fits through the top of the bottle. Which is what you're going to have to do, like if you went to the store and bought your own ingredients right. to flavor it with. Right. You're going to have to dice it up small so it fits in the, right. in so the it gets swing there. top bottle. Yeah, the mm -hmm. only difference is ours are dried, and so when they yeah. soak up the kombucha, they swell. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it can be fun to get them out of there. And you didn't like my answer for how I get mine out. I think I'm really hard. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's always your answer. Just shake it good, right? Yeah, but you had like a, a better idea. Those well, good I don't farmer know. Hack. <laughs> yeah, I just, my thought was just get the shop back and just suck it right <laughs> out of there. <laughs> so I don't know. You may not want to drag the shop back from the garage or the shop and, and, yeah, and use it in the kitchen. That clean it really weird. good first. You might introduce some unwanted bacteria into <laughs> your Possibly. kombucha using that. Yeah. Yeah. So seriously though, how do we get that stuff out of there? Because your fruit chunks, if they're dried when they go in, they'll swell up and get stuck in there. And then if you're using lots of spices or something, 
that might stick to the inside of the jar and it can be really gnarly yeah. to get that, that out of there. Kind of fun, yeah. yeah. So what we do is warm water, half full in, in the swing top jar with soap and shake it up really good so that part works. Mm -hmm. And then you have to put a, a wire brush or a scrub brush, a bottle brush in there to work it around and, and clean it up. And I mean, it's hard work, but that's what we do. Yeah. And then it comes out and you might still have to shake it. And you still might have to <laughs> shake it a couple of times, depending how yeah. stubborn it is. So they come out in general. Yeah. So y'all probably are here wondering about that moldy scoby that was on the screen. If you're watching the YouTube. Yeah. That's like our big question today is, is about moldy scobies. Yes. We get this question all the time, especially with new kombucha brewers, when they get one of our starter kits. They're really worried that they have killed their SCOBY and that it's molded and that they don't know if they're going to be able to use it. Yeah. So the SCOBYs, they look kind of strange when they're healthy and normal anyway. They can yep. look like a sea creature floating around in the tea. Yep. Um, a big mushroom, some people call them. They're quite the conversation starters yeah. if you have a clear container. And when company comes over, they're like, what's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty weird looking. So, so what's the deal? How do we know if it's moldy or not? So you will recognize the mold like any other mold you find like on bread or on those leftovers in the back of the refrigerator. You don't know what they are. Yeah, like the month old spaghetti that's starting to turn green. Yeah, it'll be like green and dry and fuzzy or maybe it's going to be white and fuzzy uh -huh. or pink. I, you're going to know that that's it looks like mold that you've always seen. So usually the only time I've really had that happen is because it's hungry. So it doesn't get okay. enough sugar or enough tea. Mm -hmm. And from my experience that came from neglect of not getting to it on time. Well, it seems like these things are pretty hardy because I've seen a, some really <laughs> neglected seen, scobies around you've here. You've seen that, how, many, how often I don't make my kombucha and it just sits yeah, there. Yeah. Um, so the one time I had it go moldy, it was summer. And we were busy in the garden. I wasn't making kombucha and it was so warm. I think that was the year we had the heat, the 120 degrees, the tea oh, yeah. evaporated oh, out of it. Right. And it got really, really dry on top of the scoby and it molded. Mm -hmm. So what happens is it throws off the good bacteria and yeast, the symbiotic colony that we want in there, it makes them not symbiotic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they get grumpy, I guess. <laughs> they get grumpy and then they get moldy and they kind of die off. So if you have that happen, don't save it, throw it away. Yeah. Because there can be mold spores underneath what you see and you won't be able to see those ones because they haven't proliferated enough to be visual. So it's pretty obvious you're gonna have weird you're colors. You're gonna wanna get, get rid of it. You're gonna have weird colors. Now what's not weird and might seem weird to a new kombucha brewer is every time you make a batch of kombucha, it makes a new scoby on the top. And when it first starts forming, it looks like slime, like a clear slime. So yeah. it might look kind of gross. Yeah. And over time, it's gonna get thicker. And each time I'll make another one, it'll get thicker and it'll get thicker. So it's normal to have a new one every single time that you brew kombucha. And if you neglect it for a while, it'll still keep making and fill up your jar. Um, it's just when it runs out of tea is when it goes moldy. And from what I've seen, these things can get like <laughs> have, thick. Yep, yep. I'm doing a webinar later today and I'm going to be showing off my very thick um, scobies. Oh, good. That'll be past 
this video, it'll already be done when this video comes okay. out, but we'll have the replay in the Herbal Studio. Yeah. I'll put that link in the show notes. Nice. So all of you that are curious and wondering if you should try this, look like. you can yeah. see what ours looks like. Yep. So, so just check out growcreatesip.com yeah. backslash herbal dash studio. Okay, good. So I think that covers our three main questions. So coming up on our YouTube channel, we are going to have a garden tour update. Okay. And we haven't shown that since we had just half of our garden boxes in and nothing was growing. So it's going to be quite a dramatic yeah, difference, big difference between our before and after. So you're going to want to check that out. We're going to catch it before fall gardening comes in and we start changing stuff out. Yeah, it'll be cool because the yeah. all the plants are growing nicely. Yeah, Bean tunnels filled in. Yeah, and, the yeah. archways are filling in with stuff. So. Yep. And then we'll have a lemon verbena video. We're going to harvest my giant lemon verbena plant and get that in the dehydrator. Thank goodness. So, yeah, I know it's taking over the greenhouse. It's yeah. really happy in there. It likes it. Yeah. So we're going to hack it back for fall. I yeah. really like that plant. It's, it smells really wonderful. It smells Very really lemony. Good. But man, it takes over the, it does, it's, it's huge. It over the whole thing. We'll show you in our yeah. video. Thanks for joining us on the farm this week. And if you didn't take notes during the podcast, don't worry. We took those for you. They're going to be in the show notes down below in the YouTube video. Cool. Or on our blog at growcreatesip.com back slash <laughs> podcast episode number one. You can always use the search bar too if you're not finding it. I'm terrible at taking notes, so... That's appreciated. Yep, it'll be handy for anyone learning to brew kombucha. And if you really want to get more experience with brewing kombucha and you're new, you want to make sure and check out our free kombucha workshop that's online. Just go to growcreatesip.com. It's going to be on the top bar, the very top of the website. So, okay. And that's free. And I'm going to walk you through all the steps visually. So mm -hmm. I think that everyone would find that very helpful. helpful. Yep. So cool. That'll do it for this week. We'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks for watching. Bye.